welcome to Elf Drop, the podcast where we talk about the things that are making us drop and ultimately the things that keep us from dropping. We have very strong opinions about the things we see happening on reality TV, on Instagram, and in the intersection of the two. And sometimes we get so upset by it all that we feel like we just can't take it. And that's when we say Elf Drop. I'm Maggie. And I'm Maria, and we're going to get into the things that are making us drop this week. I just think I was looking at um, all these former stars just to like get some research for the pod, and I found uh, Brenda Song's Instagram. Only two people I knew followed her. One was a friend from college. One is our very own Ryan Butler. Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> would you like to comment? So you're lucky. I mean, not to make this podcast about me. I am like at a very minimal social media presence right now. But the only reason you were able to find that is because my best friend from high school reactivated my Instagram so that she could like her own uh, photos and things that she's currently doing. <laughs> Um, but, my friend yeah, Brenda I, Song did that <laughs> but Brenda Song was putting out some good content she also was in that movie from uh over the summer I think and she knows how to do like a nice post of just like looking really good yeah, and, yeah she's uh, beautiful she's like, good at just, Instagram. and she was in there, that that Hulu show yeah there was like one article I read about her though that um she like publicly stated apparently that like she was too American to be cast in Crazy Rich Asians. And then, like, the producer or director, like, came out being like, no, we just, like, weren't even considering her. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so as much as I was crazy, so I just wanted to put her back into her spot. <laughs> yeah. And she's also oh dating God. Macaulay Culkin. I forgot. Oh, which means she I must be kind of weird, which I, like, I that makes me like her that. more that she's dating the weirdest man alive. That's so a real twist. Macaulay. Macaulay um, Culkin also doesn't seem to hang out with his brother, Kieran Culkin. Kieran? Kieran, who's on Succession. Succession. And I always say Succession, too, instead of Succession. <laughs> um, and I always want to see them together because I just, like, emotionally would like that, and they never seem to hang out. Sad. I know. Um, so... Another person that we'll check in on yeah. who has a pretty cool Instagram presence is Allison Stoner from Mike's Super Short Show, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and uh, what else was she in? Like Camp Rock? Camp Rock, yeah. She was never the star of anything. I mm-hmm. loved her lead in Except- though of Mike's Super Short, <laughs> Mike Super Short Show. <laughs> it's like. Her- the only thing she started was Missy Elliott YouTube vi- or music videos when she was yeah six that was years like old. the coolest that was unfortunately she could the prove me wrong ever done. but I do think that was her peak. She's a really good dancer. She's amazing. And when she but, was on um, Sweet Life, she was like her name was Sam, and she like danced and was cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in Super Brother Dozen, her name was also Sam. Maybe yeah. But, she was so she like also she was a very cool like tomboy character. And um, yeah, she has chosen a, like a direction you would never guess, I would say, for her Instagram. 
do you want to explain it a little bit, Maggie? I think you've, uh, yeah. you're more of an expert on that than I Yeah, this is something that I spend a lot of time looking at, and I've had to consciously cut back all the time I spend looking at because I know so much. So she so her whole vibe on instagram is very like new agey and like let's talk about things and let's like meditate and actually like someone that i went to college with who like lives on this like art of living compound i'm pretty sure like did this event and partnered with allison stoner and i think that was how i like remembered her um that she existed but something that we've really become a fan of is that she likes to post questions a lot like prompts and one of her recent ones was question how old do you feel today personally I feel 26 and like she was like 27 at the time and it was like (laughs) interesting that you just feel one year younger and she asks a lot of questions like that or like and she always goes I have a question and then she like (laughs) looks right in the camera and something else I've noticed is that this is a great thing. She always does accessibility text. Like she posts mm-hmm. pictures of herself and she'll post like Allison is doing this, but like you can tell in some of these photo shoots, like it's the joy of her life to write these accessibility captions. <laughs> She's like Allison yeah. straight into the camera, golden sunlight circling her head. She's wearing a vibrant green outfit. And she's like, you can tell she's just like, I am describing how I look right now. And I look great. Um, she has a podcast called complexity oh. it's about how everything is simple and complex i've not listened to it um, please report back obviously she was in the vmas doing the missy elliott tribute yeah. thing um but <laughs> yeah how old do you guys feel today that's a really good question actually i feel today and right now with this podcast and topic like truly I don't know 15 yeah yeah I think I feel 12 and I feel 13 because we're um no wait Ryan's seventh grade no wait Ryan's no I'm seventh grade yeah yeah. (laughs) we've decided that Maria's seventh grade I'm eighth grade and Ryan's ninth grade just like like a dynamic yeah yeah Yeah, it's so real it happens to be our ages but also it's more than that it's so much more i'm just like guys you'll never guess what high school is like yeah and we're like like, (laughs) we like go to ryan's plays and he like because he's in ninth grade he's in the ensemble and we like go up to him afterwards and he's like these are my friends and we're like hi and he's like these are my friends they're in middle school but they're cool Yeah. And it's like we live for that moment of validation from our fun, cool high school friend and their yeah, I'm and like, his, uh, ensemble friends. Fully. I'm like, actually, Maggie's like Yenta in the middle school fiddle on the roof. So, like, if we go see that, like, you'll see her. Like, she's good. Yeah. That is <laughs> absolutely what you do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not in the play, but I do the set design and I'm like really good at it. Yeah. She is. I paint the sets. Yeah. And Maria <laughs> comes to the steak and shake after on oh opening, yeah on what? closing night when we all go in our makeup is, at eleven thirty. i don't know if this is just for me and maggie uh i'm unsure of maria's uh theater background she knows but, people do that well we were we were apple we were at applebee's school mm. do you know about this oh. maria 
Applebee's? Never heard of it. No, do you know about <laughs> after the closing night of your show, everyone goes in full stage makeup and is yeah. so loud and pushes tables together? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, I, was I did this line. And they're like <laughs> singing and being like, I'm really going to miss playing Eponine. And it's just like crazy. I was in um, The Music Man in eighth grade. I was one of the town oh, ladies. Yeah. You were? You were one of the town ladies? I was one of the town ladies, yeah. So that's my theater background for y'all. Wow. Um, I never knew. I love that. Yeah. So I was a bag lady in um, The Producers. A bag lady? Yeah. Like, literally. It was kind of messed up. <laughs> like, I had a big, I had a bunch of bags and a shopping cart. And you were just like, I have all these bags. Yeah. And I was like, it? it was it was like a, one of the songs. I forget what it is. It's the song where... One of the main characters has, like, realized that he's really fucked up and everyone in the town is like, yeah, you did. And I'm like, <laughs> people in the town. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, what Allison Stoner is up to. Um, she seems happy, but she also yeah. is always, she's she's making music, too. And, not, oh, not my great. God, wait, remember we saw that video that she did? Um. She put up this video of herself like rapping. And no, I don't she that. you'll remember oh when my I God, tell yes. you the cat. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, she starts rapping about like Demi Lovato's struggles. And she's like, <gasps> Demi, I yes. get it. I went through the Disney machine too. And they're like, it doesn't seem like they're friends. It's like, okay, that seems not like something you should be rapping about. Especially like, like Demi's like coming from like a full on like coming down from like an addiction situation yeah and like i know i like was a disney star but it's like you weren't like in the disney machine in the way you know what i mean yeah yeah you weren't smoking weed with the jonas brothers yeah girl you weren't smoking weed with maybe she did on the set of camp rock honestly yeah (laughs) so true (laughs) yeah i was like actually that really tracks (laughs) but but it's just it was just like weird because like no one none of the people she mentioned in that video ever responded to it. So it's just like Right. It's just like why are you talking? And clear also it's like she's still trying to make music and it's like didn't maybe you could have realized at the time that there's a reason that like no one at Disney was like really gunning for your music career. You know? Right. It's like they gave you yeah. all the time to dance in the world, but it's just like, okay, keep recording these covers, I guess. <laughs> So that's Allison's story as of yeah. right now. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Um, if you could bring back one show with the original cast, what would it be? But the caveat is that they have to record a cover of a current pop song, a la Glee. I, mean, I, I know mine. I, know. I, know. I think I know mine too. <laughs> Do you want to go, Ryan? Right. Yeah, Ryan, go. Okay, mine is definitely Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, hands down. Like, want to see them back. Them want the, now. I want the janitor there. I want Mr. Mosby <laughs> there. Like, I need, I need Ashley, the, Brenda. I need the mom who like sleeps on the couch and like gives the kids the bedroom for some reason. Like, in their like weird suite. That's so yeah, nice what? of her. That was a really good family dynamic. The two boys and the mom in Sweet Life. Yeah, that was sweet. I like that. Um, Love it. Mine, I think, 
Oh God, I actually I'm regretting mine. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say Lizzie McGuire because when I was watching it to prepare for my presentation, I was like, this really holds up. Like the parent dynamic is funny and like Lizzie is like so much more like sassy than I remember her being and like I said so is Miranda and in the first episode Miranda stands up to Kate and like yells at her and it's just like fun but when I think about the caveat which is that it has to be them right now and they have to record a cover of a song I don't know (laughs) how that (laughs) seems to me I know they were gonna do the updated Lizzie McGuire so and that sounded like it was good. So I think I'm going to stick with my answer, Lizzie McGuire. This is actually really funny because my top two choices were Sweet Life and Lizzie. Um, but I think my finalist is actually Lizzie because I, I love that show. And I like that was the one reboot that I was excited for yeah, I agree. and that I actually I agree. think society needed. I agree. Um, yeah, she agrees. So I think Lizzie. And I think that'd be all, like, you know, Liz or Hillary singing again, I'd kill for that. And, like, Lelaine, we know has the chops because of her Corolla DeVille cover. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, do that. not forget Dylan and Cole's harmony on the couch in <laughs> the circle okay, of Okay, right. It definitely <laughs> wasn't a harmony. It was just unison with two distinct voices, I'm pretty sure. Maybe maybe there was, like, an overtone series that you just couldn't hear. Like, yeah. It was just... <laughs> Only real musicians could actually pick up on the harmony. Um, it's like wait. one of those YouTube conspiracy videos. Like, I stop it, zoom in, like, listen closely. Yeah. And not to do this, but I think that the, like, secret platinum real winner for me is not Disney at all, but it's obviously Victorious. Oh, yeah, oh, for wow. sure. Yeah, because, yeah. like, not to do that, but it's like, you know that that cast is, led, like, foaming at the mouth to do a reunion episode and they <laughs> doing like a glee style thing would just be phenomenal i'll take really oh, victoria cool. justice I'll, I'll leave but yeah this I'll is an anti-victoria all- justice <laughs> podcast i think we all sing um and then so the last thing from this generation that we really needed to cover was the movie cowbells because i i think the what I really realized about this movie is like justice for Ali and AJ, justice for AJ in particular. Because the plot of this movie was so dumb and not anything that you want to watch a movie about. And that was like AJ's one chance to like be an actress on Disney. Do you want to outline the plot really quickly for everyone? I'll Just try, like, but I don't even like, I care so little about it. It doesn't even stick <laughs> to my memory. So. <laughs> Ali and AJ are two daughters <laughs> that are sisters of each other, and their dad is the owner of, like, you know, what we would think of as, like, a bluebell or something like that, like, yeah. a big dairy company, and literally, what Maria told me today was that, so they're, like, spoiled, because their dad has a lot of money, which I would like to argue is their dad's fault if they're children and they're annoying it's not their fault but it's like the whole like they're the butt of every joke and it's like yeah well look at the dad's like 
absence for a second. I want to but... I want to tap into that really quickly. I feel like there's like a single parent situation going on, and like yes. might not know how to raise daughters. Like undertone. The mother did die. Yes, mm-hmm. she passed away before uh, the movie started. So okay. there's that dynamic as well. Clearly, I was not a good authority <laughs> to recount this plot, but I will bravely continue i'm just like maggie he's trying <laughs> he's trying but you know what you know what but failing, so are the you're, girls. you're not wrong so are the girls, so are the girls. So and are the, the girls. whole movie is like look at these dumb kids and it's like i mean come on so they're living at their house you know and they accidentally leave a towel on the stove when they're trying to cook something and it causes a big fire and like damages their dad's property and um in order to show some discipline or in order to instill some discipline into the girls lives he makes them work at one of the dairy processing plants of the company that he owns which makes for the most boring plot it's just like these girls reporting for duty at a dairy plant it's like okay they're just like so much of the movie is set at a dairy plant it's so boring. And yeah, and Marie was talking about one scene where like it's like a classic, you know, sitcom kids show scene where like they trip or something and they get stuff all over them and they're like, ah and it's yogurt and it's just like you don't wanna watch that. Like you don't want to watch someone get covered in yogurt. And like the sound editing for this, like these sound editors had a field day using every like squishy sort of like gooey ploppy sound effect because there's like a scene where they like floppy where they like drop the phone in like a tub of yogurt and then you just hear like the and it's so it's so unpleasant there's so so many like yogurt gags and the big drama of the movie is when they accidentally sent out the wrong expiration date for a large shipment of yogurt and it's like these girls just don't have their lives together and it's like oh my god like I don't care like that's like Sabra Hummus like PR nightmare that actually happened it's like I don't like that's not a kids tv movie at all (laughs) it's crazy because they were like that that this is the content that the kids will be drawn to like an expiration date fiasco and I was such a huge fan of Ali and AJ like I like you shouldn't have had to do any work on me at all as a target demographic to watch that movie. I've never <laughs> seen the whole thing because that's when I was supposed to recount the plot. And, and so <laughs> that's why I didn't know. I was just like, I'm going to take a pro Alien AJ um, perspective on this summary. But yeah, so justice for AJ. Yeah. Justice for AJ. Because Allie like, was already on Fell of the Future, so she yeah. like, didn't really have to try that hard. She yeah, was just like, this we loved her already. Existed. Yeah, exactly. So that was a crazy time. Um, okay, and we are going to use this to move into the next generation, but before we do that, Ryan has also brought up a very important thing that was happening on Disney Channel. So I think that this, before we like go into you know next gen, is really, this is during this time is also when the disneychannel.com games were like thriving. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody going up in through the hotel. You had Lilo and... Yeah, the (laughs) games. Disneychannel.com. 
Yeah. Oh my god, I thought that you meant I I am confused because I thought you meant like the Olympics. I thought you meant like the Olympic Games. No, but yes. Sorry, 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 you're right. DisneyChannel.com was an amazing Just specifically because I I played the Cowboys game, so we don't want to go it was terrible, but like obviously played it. Don't want to go too much into this. You guys can check out my Twitch stream. Uh, that's where I put a lot of this content in. <laughs> um, Sandwich Stacker was such a good game. It was yeah, so hands good. Down. It was the best one. Yeah. Oh. Wait, but just really want to make sure title? we said that. Or what was the other Okay. Game? I think it was like collecting like like think like 1940s The Milkman comes with like jugs like that and like you had to Oh my god. Collect them. No. It was like it was like it was like it was uh almost like western themed. You know who paid for cowbells, Maria? Big Dairy. Big Dairy paid for <laughs> cowbells. I really like, actually think they might have. They were they like got milk is dying, like we we need new Yeah, we need That was at the beginning of the transition to um dairy free milks being in the main yeah. <laughs> and it was the last straw for the dairy council. <laughs> Oh my um, god, I can't believe we were bamboozled by Big What Gary. was that called? Okay, what were the Olympics called? <laughs> Disney Channel All-Stars? Something? Disney Channel Games. I didn't yeah. like, that's why I got confused. Um, I didn't like them that much because I'm not interested in sports. Did you guys like that? I agree. I like them as replacements for commercials. Like that yeah, was, they would, they would like throw one in to the mix every, but like Disney didn't really have commercials. They like promoted their own Disney. shows, like maybe a Disney yeah. cruise and then like you know, let's let's play Circle of Life one more time for the kids. Yeah, and it did satisfy <laughs> some of the Circle of Life, yeah, like feelings of seeing all of them together. That's why I liked it because it was like seeing like Vanessa Hudgens and Miley together, and you're like, oh my god, like we've never seen them in the same room, and they're like playing a like a obstacle course or whatever. So that was fun for me. Um, but they yeah. didn't last that long. They only did them for like two years in a row, and then they stopped. Yeah, and I think I think that was also towards the end because I think I was definitely in high school for Disney Channel games. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely. <laughs> As I'm like talking about later. watching children's shows, like, <laughs> like so I was a sophomore in my in formative years. <laughs> um, I mean, college yeah. college was the break. College was probably the only reason that I stopped. Yeah, for sure. You like with you didn't no, with no access. You don't have access to cable, exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Disney Channel games, I mean, I think they they were so fun, but they, like, really didn't, um, they were only in the summer, which was the bummer. They were, like, very limited release, and they kind of just stopped. I think they probably, they got, they started the games when the stars were sort of aging out of Disney, so it kind of fell apart. But, I just um, remember, like, so many commercials for it, and being like, stop trying to get me excited about this, I'm not. Yeah, they the weren't hype. really hyping it up. And like Kyle Massey. Yeah, like match. I hate like I hated being sold Kyle Massey. Corey in the damn. Can house. you believe Kyle Massey got a spin-off? I can't it was Raven Star Honestly, Power no. that created that. But I I'm happy about that. I liked Corey in the house. Yeah. Fun fact, can't, his can't brother. Tell a lie. That's what I was on Zoe 101. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Michael and Zoe. Wallen. I would, I would love a Massey comeback. Oh like, my god, the, them to collab and like, you know, cross that Nickelodeon Disney Channel generation because it was, it was like you know neck and neck. 
I've done a wellness check on um, the older one, and he's, like, very handsome now. He was handsome on Zoe 101. I haven't done a well. I, like, haven't thought about him until this moment, but I'm glad he's doing well. Um, But I think now is the perfect time we can move on to the next generation of Disney stars. Yeah. And the next generation of Disney stars, they had a lot more success than the previous generation, like mainstream outside of Disney success than the previous mm-hmm. generation. Yeah, they um, really were able to transition like that fan base. Yeah. Yeah, they they were like powerful. Like I, I remember like Selena stands when I was in like seventh grade were like crazy, like passionate for this woman who just like was on Wizards and had a few bops, you know? She had like Who Says and whatever other oh, songs god, Selena Gomez says. on the scene um if you remember the scene oh my god that was her band that was her band um, so I think this whole era we're talking about of course the Jonas Brothers Miley Selena and Demi primarily I think mm-hmm. that this era was ushered in by Camp Rock that was like Demi's first thing the Jonas Brothers existed before that but that was the first time they like were mm-hmm. like we are Disney stars um, and like Hannah Montana too, because Hannah, Hannah had Selena on, and then she had Jonas Brothers on. Um, I remember as being so Brothers. excited for Hannah Me Montana too. to premiere. Like Ugh, I was, like, I remember Whoa. watching that first episode. It was like huge for me. Hannah Montana, Lizzie, and Raven are like three extremely iconic female-led Disney shows for sure. That I was they like so excited when they would come on. Yeah. Oh, they, were they so had important. substance. Yeah, they like substance. because like not to like bash anything, but it's just like going to Wizards of Waverly Place. Like, what was that show about? Like becoming a wizard, but like not Wizardry. really. Yeah, it was what? just like. <laughs> also, and I at blame, that point, God, I blame Wizards and um, Selena's character on Wizards for like bringing like the snarky "I'm not like other girls" character into like just blowing it up and. I think shaping yeah. a lot of annoying girls' personalities. Because yeah. then it was, like, cool to be, like, mean and snarky. And it was like, no, don't be mean. This character is fake. And you shouldn't act like this in front of people. Because then people won't like you. And you're not likable if you're just, like, a mean person who thinks she's better than everyone. And I also think that one of the weaknesses of Wizards was that it was the trope of the main character having a big secret they can't tell people was so played out by that point. We were Raven, exhausted. which was amazing. Hannah yeah. Montana, okay, like, we've kind of seen this, but the show on itself really holds up. Phil of the future. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, okay, like, how uh, we can't tell anyone. We get it. And then, finally, we another one? It's like, it was the last thing you could think of that was another secret that a character could have. Just, like, make it <laughs> in the magic world or something. You know, like, it shouldn't have just taken place in, like, regular New York and then there's a secret. Like, just make it a magic show. I like, forgot that it was regular New, New York. York. Literally, yep. But literally, like, the West Village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, Disney sets are so horrible and you, like, you really see it in shows, like, the set of Wizards <laughs> of Waverly Place. Like, if we can't even try, if we can't, uh, like, embody New York, like, in the tiniest bit, like, let's just not do it, because it just looks so, so bad. Like, don't try <laughs> to be in the city if you can't even make it look like it a little bit. You know what else both Raven and Wizards did, which 
I don't know why they thought that it was a good idea to bring this back. And honestly, probably Hannah Montana did it too, was the horrible CGI of them swinging on a chandelier. <laughs> oh you know my what I'm God. talking about? <laughs> why did they do it that? It looked so bad. And it was like when animation was getting really amazing and yet on these shows it still was like horrible and it's like disney you have so much money like just don't do it if you don't know how to do it well yeah so bad it like wasn't critical to the plot at all she could have like jumped off something into something like they could have used a stunt double it was not necessary ever to the storyline but they were like like we need a a scene where she swings on the chandelier and it's cgi'd super poorly like it's instrumental to the show yeah yeah it's not a real disney show without that um, oh my god so i think that demi lovato is extremely talented um ryan and i have a fight an ongoing fight about demi lovato which is that i think that she should have more bops and more credit for how talented she is and ryan says like you're not realizing that she already has all of these bops would you say that's oh, a good yeah. summary of our fight her yeah I, honestly when you brought it up I was like what fight are you talking about but yeah her discography is like she has these bops and like she had radio hits and like things like that but there's at least Did I would say like that? I literally was gonna like, start three that. three songs per album also like lest we forget her intro theme song to Sunny with a Chance Oh, so uh, good. To the races, I'm going places, might be a long shot now. Nah. It's like, come on. Like, she she has the voice, she has the writing chops, too, and, like, yeah, she's, like, never she really She has the depth. Mm-hmm. Selena has none so, of that. I think this Selena is a really good segue to, like... Yeah. When I hear Selena Gomez, like, my, like, heart starts beating. Like, it makes me, like, angry how famous she is. Yeah, and Ryan, me like, doesn't too. have that kind of feeling about people. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like pretty, I'm like pretty, like, (laughs) cool with anyone who does their own thing and like love it. But like Selena Gomez really like makes me mad. It me and Ryan just send each other tweets about like why Selena Gomez isn't a good singer, shouldn't be famous, and it has too many fans like constantly. And Maria and I rickroll each other on Instagram (laughs) with this clip of Selena Gomez singing "Space and Time." Um. With an absolutely, like, no charisma or anything on one of her live shows. And at one point, Selena Gomez had the most followers on Instagram. So this is going to be a segment called Competing Theories About Why Selena Gomez is Famous. All right, so, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Our guest goes first. <laughs> Tell us, Ru. This is my theory on why Selena Gomez was the first celebrity to capture a, and maintain a massive following. Specifically with Gen Xers, but Never. it like really, it it really <laughs> like um, came into like an all-encompassing pool of like millennials, like all these Gen like, Xers, oh. millennials. Wait, is right? Gen which which Gen what, X oh, Gen is Z? like forty-year-olds? Oh, really? <laughs> oh wait, yeah. Why am I? What am I thinking of? Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z is below that, millennial. That's like my sister, right? Gen Your Z sister is, is Gen my Z. Si- my sister is a junior in college for listeners and fans of the pod. So <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's also why I watched this in channels so far into like high school. And like, yeah. besides my like love for it, it was just like. What the siblings can agree on. Yeah. But no, so it like 
this like moment in time, and this happened for all of these Disney Channel stars for this stars for this next generation. It really became they all got social media, and then when the uh, millennials and Gen Zers got social media, they're like, "Who should I follow?" So it's like your go-to's, Selena, Miley. But then Selena started dating Justin Bieber, and then it just became like this whole capitalization of like massive fan base and the Jonas Brothers and then the Jonas Brothers Mm -hmm. dated Taylor Swift and like exactly so it became like this like you couldn't you couldn't escape it even if you wanted to and then you like kind of go into substance and artistic value and literally there's none there's There's none none. to be found there's nothing that like like, we don't care that Demi's famous and that Miley's famous and that they started on Disney it's like good for them they had real talent yeah, no, it's fully, like, and also, like, what's going, like, you know what, I wrote in this list of notes that she looked like my sister's hamster growing up. <laughs> I don't want to, like, I don't want to body shame anyone or, like, what she, but, like, like, little puffy, like, cheeks that, like, were, like, cutesy, and then, like, she, like, became, like, a sex, like, I just don't know what's going on with, like, her, like, storyline. Yeah. And I want to call out two medical call-outs of, like, the first one where she like disappeared for a while and was like, guys, I have lupus. And another one where she came out saying, what was the follow-up? She's bipolar. Yes. Yeah. The follow-up. And, uh, and again, is that like, I don't, I don't want this to like turn into like, those are real medical conditions. Like people suffer with them every day. Like, and they're also kind of like hard to like diagnose and like you have to like come to, but it's like, why is this a public forum discussion that you're making these things? Like, just but like not coming back with like and here's like my newest like groundbreaking album or something like that it's always yeah. like oh and by the way like this is the reason thank you guys so much for the love and support and consistency and like what is up yeah it's like <sighs> something to continue to like generate attention about selena like she's always in the tabloids like it's she crazy that we care about her who she's dating so much She's been talking about her breakup since with Justin Bieber since it happened, and it happened years and years and years ago. When they and were, like, 15. They were literal teenagers. And I just, I can't keep going back to it. Like, I don't understand how we keep asking her what she really felt when she's talked about it, all, like, to the end of its, like, point. Yeah, and every, every piece of coverage about that is, like, Selena finally talks about what it was like with Justin, and it's like, what? Like, what do you mean about it? She's cleared it up. Like, so is Justin. Like, everyone has told their side of the story, and I'm so excited <laughs> about it. Okay, so the other, okay, so Maria and I are going to explain our, um, our theory of Selena Gomez's fame now. Yes. Um, so, um, at the time, I'm just gonna give you guys some background. At the time, Wizards was airing, um, which was like late aughts, early 2010s. Disney Channel shows in other countries were still like a little behind, so you never got things like right as the U.S. were getting them. So, like when I would go to Mexico, like in the summers with my family, like I would be watching like old Wizards or like old Miley or like maybe the show hadn't even hit yet. So, international countries were just like generally behind. So the these stars like selena were able to get sort of like generally younger audiences because they were the ones that were watching um disney channel at the time and then it like kind of caught up now so she has just like and she has it caught up to like the 
age group that would match the U.S. And obviously, it's like so many more countries are watching um, outside the U.S. So she just was able to build a really, really large, really strong international fan base um, that were a lot younger than the the fans in the U.S. because there was just so many more people exposed to these shows and international countries just like run more reruns in general as of like a few years ago I don't know what the situation is now but it's just like you can just keep building the fan base if it's always playing I just realized that this is basically Maria's theory and my only contribution (laughs) was Brazil remember (laughs) because people because there's a large huge population of people in Brazil and famously, they're, like, very enthusiastic fans of people on Instagram. Come to Brazil. So in the specific case of why was Selena Gomez once the most um, followed person on Instagram, I think Brazil um, plays a piece of the puzzle in Maria's <laughs> much more thought-out explanation of <laughs> Selena Gomez. In conclusion, it's Brazil. It's Brazil. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. That was one of the cases that um, Maria has been able to crack while in quarantine. Yeah, we were really like holding on to that one so that we could like debut it properly. Um, so I yeah. cracked that case. So um, we've talked about a lot of Disney stars throughout this podcast episode. And we thought that, you know, usually we end our episodes with a thing that kept us from dropping. So sort of in the spirit of that, but with a little bit more pressure and excitement, We're going to talk about, each of us, who is our favorite star and why. We're going to put in the same, you know, theme as, I don't think so, Honey from Las Culturistas. We're going to put one minute on the clock, and you have to talk for a minute um, from your heart and just say what comes out. So that's where we're at now. Um, If everyone, does anybody know who their person is? Yes. Yeah, I think I know. All right, um, Brian. I'm gonna have you go first. So. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can run on it for a minute. Like, I'm gonna do my best. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, my favorite, I think, has got to be Demi Lovato. Like, she has been like was a really big fan of Sunny with a Chance. Uh, wasn't that big of a fan of Camp Rock, if I have to be completely honest, but like, I will stand a vocalist until the day I die. And I think that she just used the Disney platform exactly how it should have been used in order to like create that pop career. And like, I'm still waiting for her moment in time when she just like is, becomes like a fully realized witch. Like she just like, gets everything that she deserves for being an entertainer being an actress being a singer and most of all like she's just like a real person like there's nothing seconds um i just love her so much and i really hope for the best for her and uh made in the usa is such a good bop from one of her early albums great job (laughs) rue that was perfect okay um i still don't know mine all right, Maria, you're going to go next. Okay. Um, all right, let's just keep it going. Three, okay. two, one. My hit. favorite Disney Channel star is Hilary Duff. I almost called her Lizzie McGuire. Her name is Hilary. <laughs> and she is the reason why I cannot spell 
Hillary um, Clinton with two L's because in my mind, Hillary has one L. Um, she is an unproblematic queen. Like she did her thing. She did what she had to do on Lizzie McGuire and Lizzie McGuire movie. She killed it. She has brought us iconic guest roles in SVU, Gossip Girl. She's doing Younger, which was a show that I didn't think I'd like, but then I ended up really liking it. Um, she is consistently good. She gave us like three albums. One of which is a greatest hits album. And, you know, she gave us the hits like Come Clean, Metamorphosis, So Yesterday, Why Not? And then she tapped out because she knew that music wasn't her thing and she wasn't going to do what Selena Gomez did to us, which is force her music career down our throats when she knew she didn't have the chops, which Selena Gomez doesn't. Three and seconds. Hillary doesn't either. I love Hillary Duff and she's my favorite Disney star. That was a really good argument that you made. I agree. I want to like edit mine out and just like replace it with Maria's twice. <laughs> Maggie, can you do that in post? Yeah, totally. But totally. Actually, that that's not true. I do not support Demi Lovato erasure. So I redact <laughs> what I just. Ryan, said. yours was still really good. Yeah, it was really thoughtful. Maria's just reminded me that she didn't do what Zelina did, which is always going to be a win from me. So yeah. true. Okay, guys. Also, just like also before Maggie starts, like shout out to Younger, like. I need to what, watch that. Like, I haven't seen it yet. Such so, so digestible. Also, Broadway star Sutton Foster. Hell yeah, sign me up. Oh my god, yeah, those are two two amazing stars. Okay, I'm really nervous. Um, I can count you down, Maggie. No, no, I literally don't know who I'm gonna do. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm just you know. Okay, I got it. You can count me down. Okay. Um, three, two, one. I'm going to take a non-conventional approach to my favorite Disney star because it's Ali and AJ. Love. This is a love that started for me so many years ago. And that is still like probably one of the bands I've been the most passionate about in my entire life. So I'm going to stick to Ali and AJ as my favorite Disney band. I guess the reason that I liked them so much was initially their cover of Do You Believe in Magic by The Loving Spoonfuls. Me <gasps> and my childhood friends would sing that seconds. so loud all the time. And the song that I would sing even louder than that was Walking on Sunshine, which was also just like another iconic song. They had this yes. song about like each other that's like called Life is Amazing with You on the Ride. And they were really amazing sister role models for the people. I don't know. They things from the heart. And the song No One is the song I'd like to end with because like you the crowd trying to find yourself. So still for my child. That's one minute. Allie and AJ. Yay. That was so well, good. Thank you. Everybody. Yeah. Amazing. Unconventional approach. I didn't feel like a like heavy heart or like things like that but like for some reason after like just breathing all this out and like talking this out like I feel so lifted yeah that's what we euphoric almost every week Mm -hmm. like we just talk so much shit and then afterwards we're just like feeling so good yeah it's amazing it's a really good release of any just like thoughts we had bubbling um that was a really good episode, you guys. I felt really good on. about it. Yeah. Thank you so much if you've listened to this. We hope that we brought back, like, really strong memories from your childhood. I also want to say one thing, because I looked up to, like, the Circle of Stars situation earlier, and I wanted to loop back to it, saying that 
this generation of Disney stars that we were just talking about, even though they had that song like Drop in the Bucket, where they were trying to get water for everyone all over the world, they are not considered a Circle of Stars cast member. That is so oh. interesting. That is really so, Because you know what? No one beats the original. <laughs> well, not to Raven be an old is actually the contract holder of Circle of Stars, and she said, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> she did not sign off on that. Yeah, um, so only 90s yeah. kids remember. Thank you so much. This has been a Thank pleasure. Thank you, Rue, for you joining us. Thank you, Rue. Yeah. You're the best you guest ha- in the world. Oh, thank you for having me. Like I said, friend of the pod, always happy to contribute when it comes to uh, what I got my PhD in. Yeah, exactly. Love. PhD in Disney Channel stars. Baby. Thank you so much, guys. This was a pleasure. Alrighty. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, also happy Bye. birthday, my dad. Shout out. I know he'll be listening to this. Shout um, out to Ryan's birthday today. dad. Happy birthday. <laughs> this one's for you this one's for you dad this one's for you dad all right i'm gonna say bye again bye